Welcome to Girls Room, where each week we unpack the foundational text of the 2010s, HBO's Girls. I'm Julia Gray. I have my incredible co-host with me, Drew Haskins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's me. Hi, guys. Hello. Um, did you like the dramatic pause? I did like the dramatic pause. I was a little concerned for a second that you had forgotten my name because you did do that intro from memory. For the first <laughs> time. I for said the first Drew, time. I said to Drew, I mean, I know it, obviously. It's like one sentence, very simple. I've done it enough. But I always... It's you know when you just know you're gonna forget something because you're thinking about forgetting it. I always have the words up in front of me, but today I didn't, and I said I'm gonna do it from memory. And you did it from memory. I did until <laughs> until your name. But it was still pretty perfect. You still yeah. said my name right. You didn't forget. You didn't, didn't ultimately forget. forget. No, I think I just forgot that I was after co-host i said drew haskins yeah and and now and now we said it (laughs) and now we said it um but ultimately very proud of you for doing that from memory um as someone who is not a very good like memorizational speaker that would have been impossible for me Um, i i have a terrible terrible memory which is also why i just figured might as well have it in front of my face all the time it's also a little misleading, I will say, that mm-hmm. to do that particular intro, accomplishment aside, because mm-hmm. we are not covering this week uh, the foundational texts of the 2010s. <gasps> We're not. We are taking a brief, uh, a brief break from the program to catch up on some other girly topics because we are just sorting out the final season, how we want to cover it. Um, who we want to cover it with and I think after we finish we've decided we're going to do some like bring back some some guest favorites some new guests and talk about their favorite episodes of Girls so just a little sneak peek at what's coming yeah so I guess expect for the rest of 2023 a mix of girls season six coverage and these fun retrospective episodes that we're gonna do because we did i read the one comment we got this week that was like your audio quality sucks the chris murphy episode (laughs) the audio quality sucked well guess what chacha we recorded that episode (laughs) on our phones we did that on spotify live a platform that no longer exists so that's why it sounds bad (laughs) um exactly i mean that's at the end of the day that comment really hurt me because I pray that people kind of skip over those episodes. I mean, we do re-release them, so it's our own fault, but I really want people to start, start where the zoom starts, but how would they know? How would you know? That's a good point. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) If only we could control how they would know that. (laughs) Like indicating it in the show notes. If only there was like a description yeah write out information that people should know before clicking play honestly we should do that we We should should do that disclaimer in the anyway this is yeah these are (laughs) once again we're talking about the how the sausage gets made um we will do this we i will go back in and do this at some point this week very very seinfeld it's a podcast about a podcast (sighs) well when we're not talking about the central girls we are left to our own devices but luckily like 
I there is so much culture right now that I would love to talk about. And and that's not all. Mm-hmm. We solicited on Twitter uh listener questions, and several of y'all DM'd me some very interesting questions. So I'm very excited to get into those. Um and we can yeah we can get into those truly whenever in the episode but um yeah, maybe we could do it like in the middle or at the end that that could be maybe at the yeah. end yeah let's do it at the end so like stay tuned little, for that yeah um carry on top i know we want to touch on bravo we've been getting some nice feedback about our bravo coverage as if y'all needed like what okay this is the psycho thing about bravo fans one of many psycho things like there are 10 trillion 10 trillion podcasts about bravo mm-hmm. and yet people just can't <laughs> get enough of the stuff it's crazy to me here's another thing i think it's i love bravo and i love hearing people talk about bravo but only certain people you know like there are 10 trillion bravo podcasts but i only listen to one and it's called sup yeah and i uh, listen to not- i do listen to two sup is one of the two and that I'll is my bravo that. bible I have been a day one listener of Bitch Sesh Mm, mm -hmm. and will never stop listening. It's great. Yeah. Would I like it? Yeah. It's Casey Wilson from Happy Endings and a bunch of other things. And um, Daniel Schneider, who's a very funny like TV writer. And they've been doing it since 2015. It is paywalled now, though, because they went indie- and started a subscription model, which mm-hmm. like for those who are not aware, there's no money in podcasting. There wasn't really <laughs> beforehand, but now we are in a like podcast bubble burst right now. There's mm-hmm. simply no money unless you are independent and like doing the subscription model, which we're not doing. So be thankful for that. Be thankful. Yeah. <laughs> we're I doing mean, this for fun. This is for the love of the game. Yeah. For the love of the damn game. We just like um, talking about things. Exactly. I, you know, can't stop. I feel like, yeah, I I, I like my opinions on Bravo and I'm glad that other people do too. <laughs> yeah, it's validating to hear that people think you are right in Bravo yeah. and in most other areas as well. Or even just think that it's fun when I'm wrong. Yeah, because this is a fun thing to disagree about. Like, it's not... It is. It's not a heavy topic in most cases. Um, I am re-watching Real Housewives of Orange County from, like, kind of the middle right now, too. Um, mm-hmm. The, like, peak, like, Vicky years in which she's dating Brooks, the man who ended up faking cancer. I'm not at the cancer faking portion yet, but this really does feel like kind of like biblical drama. I mean, you know, it's been said before. uh, It is like just, it's like a Greek tragedy. It's beautiful. Yeah. um, It it is a Greek tragedy. Like there is a scene in season seven, the season I just finished of Real Housewives of Orange County, in which Vicky and her daughter get sloshed on Pinot Grigio and have like a knockdown drag out fight about how much her daughter who has recently eloped with her husband to Vegas without telling Vicky um get into a fight about Vicky's new man who is like a 
like a literal snake oil salesman. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of the most raw emotional things I've ever seen on TV. Like it is peak drama. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. That's what we really want to see is interpersonal drama. Yeah. That's that's what that's what the people love. And like, it goes down easy. And it <laughs> or, is yeah. it's these like base archetypal relationships, like mothers against daughters, fathers mm-hmm. against sons, <laughs> that sort of thing. That like friend against other friend other friend yeah like bro- brothers against, against sisters wife. against sister yeah i mean it's just it's it is so deep rooted and like you can say what you want about the artifice of these shows of which mm-hmm. there is much and we can get into one franchise that feels especially artificial to me but first mm-hmm. i would like to talk about salt lake city which i think is okay so like g- g- not greek tragedy right now but like greek it's like dr- greek it's, dramedy it's i so mean good. i was explaining to gabe last night the whole thing about mary cosby and her grandfather i said you need to watch this show with me because it's beyond housewives it's i, I it's like cartoonish levels of like it's like absurdism. It is yeah. like absurdist housewives, which is, I don't know. I it, I think it's the best franchise because of that. Because there's so much absurdity in it. it like just the Mormon aspect of it really intrigues me and adds. Yeah, something. like we grew up with the few Mormon people who shall remain nameless. It's funny I can name every one of them, but every continue. single one of them because <laughs> they all went to BYU. But the the actual behavior that they displayed was not anything no like like these women their mormonism those who are who are mormon their mormonism is so on display at all times like it informs everything they do and it's making me question like wait were these people we knew way back when like like this too like just bubbling to the surface a little bit or is this just some sort of like actual like mormon in utah like I mean, synergistic insanity maybe a little of both like i i don't know i i i just think it adds a, a nice flavor to these women's lives and something different that we don't see on other franchises yeah and it's not even that all of them are mormon too like i mean mary cosby is like allegedly evangelical cult christianity like that not anything that you would recognize in like a traditional christian sector mormon sector anything no it is weird to describe a woman married to her step grandfather as absurd when there is so much um here's the greek tragedy of it all like quasi incestuous (laughs) tragedy to that situation but it is fundamentally absurd. it is absurd it's it's completely absurd and i i think just that off the bat and then i don't know these women who claim to be mormon drinking and swearing and you know whatever else it's kind of just funny yeah i mean the most devout mormon on the show 
both drinking actively, but also owning her own tequila brand is it's crazy to me. You can't make that stuff up. I mean, um, this week's episode, I thought was, it, it kind of took a second to warm up, but when it got rolling, it really got rolling. Yeah, we... The end of the episode especially was great. I do like these women enough to enjoy them bopping around on their own a little bit, Mm -hmm. except for Heather. (laughs) Heather and her daughters. Oh, I don't need that. Um, I know, I I think I said on the last, the last time we discussed Roll Sick, I think I stood up for Heather as a character, and now I'm, I'm going to say she i I don't if i only want to see her if she's throwing up in a sprinter van otherwise i she's not giving me much she doesn't no she's just too fake relatable like and she's very passive for a housewife which is not a a really good good, point yeah she is passive i mean in the the same way that like jenna lyons is passive but at least jenna lyons has style to spare yeah i mean she's definitely passive and she's she's just not giving much spark i don't think no not a lot of sparkle especially when she's now monica's the new girl yeah yeah okay because i'm just for i'm kind of just hopping in. i saw most of season one and now i'm hopping into season four so i'm like you know i'm picking up on the things that have happened <laughs> in the past two seasons but monica's like the sparkliest gem in the box and I feel like just up against her this kind of new blood you really see Heather's dull exactly like Monica is running this show right now like she's great I love her I mean like we said last week the the kind of I'm not as rich as you guys that whole thing is a little tiresome yeah this episode she was like I wear Zara it's like okay okay (laughs) thank you I mean like we don't need you to be aspirational like I already find her relatable enough without her constantly bringing up her fast fashion whatever like she doesn't need to do all that like what she does seem to be is a pretty normal reasonable person who is fairly good at conflict resolution mm-hmm. but also knows the the rules of the game of being on housewives and is like bringing drama to other people but like i don't know she's like in the middle of all of it in a way that feels very natural right yeah i i completely agree she fits in naturally i mean another kind of flop is angie um <laughs> who will we'll get into that in in a bit the big ball dropped at the end yeah uh, but oh oh angie God. sucks angie like forcibly shoving a pirouette cookie down monica's throat oh. that was that was assault that was speaking cookie of, assault speaking of the uh eating habits of our of our ladies when mary cosby pointed out monica like getting a crepe and she was that was wild i gasped she says what does she say she's like oh 
like what she said what are you eating she's a crepe and she said oh do you just eat everything like <laughs> do you eat vegetables ever you're and monica don't eat your life away monica to her credit is really good at rolling with the punches mm-hmm. with mary and she was like there's a raspberry in it <laughs> and that really made me laugh me too it's like she's totally confident in, her, in herself you can and she should be she's very pretty and like doesn't need to lose weight yeah so I, I, I loved her being like yeah it's fine you know just and they have it, a nice like comfy relationship they seem to but Mar- mary is such i mean i love that she says whatever she damn well pleases but jesus and then right after that like directs her fury at uh what's her name heather heather she's like did you what made you decide to wear that necklace it was a bad choice what did she say it was it was a bad it was a misstep or something it was so funny though. you really missed with that one Something you like really that. missed with that one that's exactly what oh, she, mary is kind of a perfect friend of in a way that we've never really seen from other mm-hmm. housewives like Season one, she's essentially a friend of too because she doesn't really film with the women all that often. Mm-hmm. Um, but like season four, she's a little bit more integrated because it's season four at this point. But like, I don't need any more of her than we're getting. Like, she's great comic yeah. relief, but That's, it's like, yep. If you had like the like a devilish imp, like a literal like Beelzebub demon <laughs> as a friend of on a reality tv like bringing like a very like off-putting sinister but still kind of like scamp like energy to the proceedings that's mary cosby so true i mean i i wonder if in her head she's kind of in whatever kind of she seems like she's on a lot of like antidepressants or something she just seems really out of it yeah i wonder if like <laughs> She comes out of her fog and she's like, oh, I need to say something to keep myself on the show. <laughs> Just decides to like rip these ladies a new one. And, but she's been doing it for four years now, though. Like you haven't gotten to season two yet. But at one point in season two, she drags. Well, she has two iconic lines to me in mm-hmm. season two. The first of which is her talking to lisa barlow and saying that lisa doesn't get enough nutrients because all she eats are fast food oh my god that's Girl. hilarious like a true biological drag and at the end <laughs> of season two she says that heather she is it's a monologue it's the middle of a monologue that she's just saying to herself in a window um she says that heather has the heather looks inbred and heather has the snobbiness of a true mormon oh my inbred that's so oh it's 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 the nuclear option she's like she pushed the button yeah i guess honestly i really i really would like to watch season one two and three just to get kind of cozy into yeah season three is one of the worst housewife seasons in a real and recent memory i don't think you need okay to do that one two's got two's got a little bit more spice to it okay it's slow but the peaks are great and i season two also has the iconic lisa barlow hot mic moment um that ruined her and meredith's friendship Mm -hmm. 
until this season because I think Meredith has realized that Lisa Barlow is the queen of Salt Lake City and she just has to like kiss the ring yeah is um barred out right yes she too she she more than Mary is just like she's slurring her words it's 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 a problem like someone on twitter said after this palm springs trip which i think was one of the great trips of recent housewives history Mm -hmm. um she had she is like the dorinda of xanax that's very that's a interesting comparison to draw i mean she yells like she yells in a really real way not in like a reality like elevating your voice for the camera kind of way right and that's scary to me and she experiences a lot of voice vocal shifts like her voice can change between three different things three different people even yeah (laughs) she she has like in the same way that like Whitney Rose has a very like shifting continental european accent to me uh-huh. meredith has gone full like like she sounded like pepe Le Pew at one point <laughs> when she was talking to lisa in, in that awful restaurant um alleyway oh my god what is what is that about i think-, think she's just really barred out and like when you mix yeah. like a tequila espresso martinis with like xanax i think you start talking like like a, like, like a you weary have traveling. a head injury <laughs> yeah <laughs> a weary traffic it's shocking i oh mean my God. yeah it could also i wonder what i mean i guess they're used to it at this point but what does having a camera pointed at you due to like I would probably talk different I would probably be more aware of the way words are coming out of my mouth and maybe I'd take up a British accent or something not even meaning to yeah and especially when you allegedly add substances that reduce your control to the mix like you 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 would be like speaking from the id at that point yes yeah and And Meredith's id just looks super weird (laughs) yeah exactly who knows where the id um is from I am excited for her to okay I guess this is a complex thought because I think we should talk about Angie K who I find distasteful Mm -hmm. she's annoying um I don't think it's appropriate to talk about someone's husband in a gay panic adjacent way um I mean that was really rough. Also, just I don't know if this is a Botox thing, but Whitney's fa- Whitney was like smiling almost as they were telling her. That was yeah. also just and Monica too. You could tell there was like a sick kind of pleasure in being like, "Your husband is fucking other men." Yeah, so I mean, don't like phrasing it like that. Oh my god! No, yeah, that was a shock to be sure. Uh-huh. Um, that being said i would have delivered the news the exact same way monica did like it's so yeah. it is funny i'm sorry it, i it, mean it's <laughs> it's also they said this on um sup but uh angie's reaction like that said it all she yeah. was so, oh no like 
girl. What? No, never. 27 Uh years of marriage. And, you know, this is the other shoe of it all. Sean Katzenevis. I can't believe I said his full name like that. Um, (laughs) Sean Katzenevis to me, I can't, I have to be delicate with my words he's he's a little hunt he's there's something a little hunty-esque about about him I yeah mean, for sure and it's not even that he's a hairdresser like my barber is a straight man I this is my and the, for men's haircuts this is my hierarchy and people can get bad at me at this it goes straight men first that's the best haircut you're gonna get mm-hmm. then uh gay men then everyone else that's it <laughs> that is, For that is the yep that's that's i truly do believe that wow okay um, so it doesn't necessarily mean to me that sean is gay because he's a hairdresser what makes me think that sean katzenavis has a hunty-esque air to me is the way he sits on the floor crisscross applesauce and plays cards with angie Mm-hmm. Um, that ginormous bed in which no one has to touch each other. Oh yeah, naming your daughter a, Electra. A Talk about Greek tragedy. Oh no, Electra. And he loves like those little Kangol hats. Like that's a very like I kind it's of gay just, bear behavior. It just right. It, I kind of just saw him as like uh like euro in style you know yeah like a little metro he's definitely a little metro yeah you can definitely i think it's okay to say metro (laughs) i think i think well if metro should come back it's like come on we're we're post all that i mean it's alive and well in salt lake city i mean right sean and i thought justin rose looked very metro this episode Justin, do I remember what he was wearing? I don't remember. I don't remember what he was wearing either, but it looked like Ed Hardy adjacent to me in a way that was like... Interesting. That's more Euro trash in my mind. Yeah. Sean's definitely more Metro, though. And Sean spelled S-H-A-W-N is peak metrosexual. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why are you as a man? (laughs) But it's also like... I think Meredith sources her rumors well. I do. I think mm-hmm. I think if her streets are saying this and gay people are chatty, listen to me right now. I, I can't I can see this happening. I I, I, yeah. I can see I mean, this. I don't know. Just and I could also see Angie as a woman who has a gay husband for some yeah. reason. For 27 you know, just, years. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, yeah, it's what works for us. Like I could it makes sense for her. Lisa Barlow, I cannot see her with a gay. Like there are certain women who just you. I'm, I'm sorry. I I buy it. Yeah, I'm not. Not as I a mean, judgment call at all. I I think I agree with you on that. Like Lisa has been saying a lot recently how much she loves the gay community. Someone on Twitter asked her, "Do you like twinks?" And she said, "Yup." <laughs> or, or I'm just, sorry, on Instagram, like this week, someone asked her that. She just um, said, "Yup." Yep. (laughs) But I'm like, I don't think Lisa, 
Lisa does not really she can tolerate gay people and like accept that they love her but I don't Mm -hmm. think she can reflect that love back yeah I can see that I feel like she's too self-involved is what it comes down to yeah and ultimately I'm okay with this because she is to me ultimately the most iconic one on the show like she is the queen Mm -hmm. um and I feel like for her to, and this goes for her class consciousness as well, for her mm-hmm. to reflect a little bit of self-awareness outwards in matters of sexuality and class would be to compromise who she is. And I mm. don't want that. Who she yeah. is. Yeah, no, you're so right. God made her right the first time, and I don't think we need That's to go back to the drawing beautiful. board. Beautiful, I love that. Wait, okay, which one did one of them convert from Judaism to Mormonism? That would be Lisa Barlow. <laughs> I right that crazy, I, right? That is the craziest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. And this wasn't even for John Barlow either. Like she did it to do it. That's so strange especially because she's like the perfect jewish woman she's so like she was like a new and she is a native new yorker yeah she's a new york too why mess with a good thing but i guess she's queen of salt lake now so you know she runs salt lake like yeah i i'm just in awe of like how competent she seems to be maybe she saw she saw white space in the market for like a jewess girl boss type and she was like this this can i can really do things she was like hey i'm here (laughs) yeah she showed up one day like she runs sundance sundance is like the thing that is the thing in utah i really i really would love to pick her brain about it I would take one of those master classes in like how to succeed in business from Lisa Barlow. Oh yeah, I definitely would. She's a hard worker. You can tell. And should whatever... we transition to other hard workers? Yes, we absolutely should. Um, well, I'll, I'll not just so say, hard, but I'll just say whenever Lisa says, "I work for my money," I believe her because she she does. Yeah, she does. Every you time know... she says that, I'm like, "You do." Like. You know who tenuously has a job? And I'll just say, like, we've seen Monica fold fabric swatches, but, like, I'm not convinced Monica Garcia. Wait, what does she do again? Well, she has, so, I don't think this is what she would put on her LinkedIn, but she has a business in which she makes baby clothes. That's crazy, right. Swaddlers or something? Yeah, something like that. Um, That's so crazy. I mean... Yeah, I guess, like, she's getting money from the show, but what, like, I'm I'm just, I'm curious. I mean, is she getting, like, spousal support? That's a good question. I mean, that's a, I don't want to speculate too much about that aspect of finances, but, like. I mean, you're not, if you're making whatever baby, baby swaddlers, you're not making enough money to. And we've seen the house. Much of anything. Yeah, uh, yeah yeah i mean it's a nice house but it's it's a, a modest 
<laughs> a it's, modest abode compared it's to... a modest abode I, I i have a lot of questions about her a lot of questions i would love answered by some sleuths well luckily for us though we're only five episodes into this season and i truly cannot wait we didn't even get a preview for next week and wait so what confronts meredith which leads me to believe that there's something very i really hope there's something like very explosive on the horizon love that but don't you think they'd tease it i don't know I don't I genuinely don't know interesting um we, we should talk about our other girls though uh, our yeah. um, our less explosive girls they're not okay what do you think about the reboot because I I go back and forth I mean yeah. it's it's definitely like dry and could use some some dampening <laughs> But yeah. I, I think I think I have some faith that it could get better if they renew it for a second season. I don't know. I think it will get renewed for the next season. I saw on like lovedeets.com, which I don't <laughs> know if that's reputable or not, but I will <laughs> say it as if it is the New York Times. Um, I saw on lovedeets.com that they are bringing it back with the exact same cast for next season. Okay. I am kind of surprised Jen is coming back, if that is true. Mm-hmm. I am too. I mean, I don't know. I, I think she could evolve. I would love to see her. Is she engaged now? I know she has a girlfriend. I think she's engaged. Okay. I would love to see some of her love life. Yeah, I would like love. to see the love life. I I just want to see her like mix it up a little bit. Like, yeah, she handles conflict very appropriately, or she's like so avoidant. And like she talked on some podcast recently about how she didn't want to let it let the show define her legacy because she's had such an extensive career. And it's like, sure. okay, sure, but mm-hmm. like. Well, A, your legacy is not going to be from House Eyes in New York. Like, just put that thought out of your mind. If you mm-hmm. mix it up a little bit and, like, cause some drama, you're going to get even more, like, fans and, like... Absolutely. Will, like, your iconic status will be cemented. Like, think about Anna Wintour. Like, Anna Wintour is a style icon, but she's also, like, notably super messy. Right, and she's that's like, like a personality. Yeah, right. like you got Jenna Lyons. Jenna Lyons is a cool woman who has defined a lot of style. She's not a personality yet, and like we've seen no. this now across two different shows. That's very true. Yeah, she needs to loosen up. Um, even in this most recent episode, when she and Bryn go to this uh bar she she's so stiff it made me uncomfortable yeah though i do i did like that scene well and i like jen and bryn together like i think it's kind of a fun they're cute they're a fun duo i was gonna ask what do you think about bryn's uh wing woman style um off-putting i i bryn's like romance well her her like I don't know how to phrase this really because like it's really like her romantic aura but that's a little deeper than what I'm trying to say like the what okay the way she interacts with her own sexuality mm-hmm. I find a little off-putting 
I don't like it. Yeah, it's a bit um the only I mean, I've met people like this where it's like the only way they know how to communicate with people is flirting and the on- like the only way they know how to kind of I don't know. Their main personality is sex and I'm like yeah. that's a little that kind of gets old. Yeah, it does it does get a little old and like it feels like a a defense mechanism in a way like I don't yes. want to psycho get too psychotherapeutic about it but like I would like to see more of the like messy brand not like the kind of like fake Sonia Morgan brand yeah like, like I want to hear about her like not paying her taxes or like yeah allegedly just got evicted from her studio apartment oh that I've never funny. seen Okay, that's the thing. None of these women are, re- like, willing to be messy. That's yeah. where we're falling short. No one is messy. Everyone's very... I thought the Jessel... Oh. <laughs> the sex scene. No. Is that what we can call it? I The Jessel it... sex scene was pretty messy to me. Okay, that was... Oh, my God. I, I was screaming. So, she... I mean, I guess if you're listening to this, you probably have seen it, but she and her husband, Pavel, I think his name is. Pavel. It's not Pavel. 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 Jessel and Pavel. Why not? (laughs) Whatever. Her and her husband haven't had sex since the babies. And it's been like a year and a half, I think, right? Yeah, 18 months. Crazy. And, and so they have this like like anniversary date or whatever, and she wants to seduce him, and she gets these strappy, this like strappy lingerie one-piece situation. She looks great in it. And she comes out wearing it. She's like, oh, and he's laughs. He laughs. I thought she looked great in it. I thought it was one of the most upsetting pieces of lingerie I'd ever seen. I mean, yeah, it was, it it looked cheap, but it looked still. cheap. And the, I thought the, the placement of the like lace or like black patches, whatever uh-huh. they were, it looked like underarm and I'm sorry to be crass, but pubic hair. It, it was like the placement was point. so odd to me interesting i see i didn't even see that i just saw like she looks great she looks like hot she's beautiful why is he laughing i mean i guess maybe nervous laughter there's a camera sure but i don't know and then at one point she's like oh it's like if Bryn were here Bryn Bryn is in my ear saying like oh i should like straddle you and it's like stop talking about Bryn first of all second of all like stop like stop making a joke out of it I don't know it it was I guess it's when you remember there's a camera sure maybe you're feeling a little uncomfortable but it it really made me want to die this is a trope on housewives that I'm just constantly befuddled by like there are a lot of like love scenes if you will uh-huh. on this franchise and I'm like why would you pretend to be like pre-sex for the cameras like this like this is so I would be acting like a goddamn idiot like those no, two right. too 
but yeah. it's also like why do this in the first place like i get that you like you've made your plot that like we yeah you fuck, couldn't let's need fuck. It. like let's do it but i don't know i do find her completely charming though and if you had told me i would be thinking this like a month and a half ago i would have said you were out of your mind no i agree she's growing on me um it's like she's growing on me and Bryn, who i thought i liked is really i'm souring towards her Bryn's not bringing that well i mean none of them are really bringing that much except jessel inside think she's bringing a lot and is bringing nothing but sour grapes she's so annoying i i don't know how i felt about their little double date um i i thought like it felt weird also they were like talking about how i mean honestly i like erin she was like oh like i need to be in a marriage that like is filled with sex if we're not if if it's not working for us in 10 years like bring in the gays bring in like blah 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 like yeah. bring in whatever like multiple partners <laughs> she's like funny and kind of cool i think i think the way she handles conflict is really horrible but i mm-hmm. i do like there i just see i find so much to like perch on with aaron like you know what kind of woman she is she's not great in a lot mm-hmm. of respects but like she's at the very least like a well-defined personality mm-hmm. as is jessel as is jenna to an extent even though well no i guess we just said she's not a reality tv personality but like you know who jenna is as a woman the other three i think are ciphers to me right now like Bryn. that's true I mean, Sai is just kind of annoying. I'm like, Uba? Uh, what Uba is... doesn't do enough. Like, no, this this episode, what she all she did was take a bath, right? Yeah, and did she cry at the... Oh, I tuned out. At, I tuned, This episode was the worst of the season. Oh. I think this is why we're having a tough time talking about it. Like, yeah. I, 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 you know what I did laugh at? When, what? Um, when Bryn went to the uh, antique bookstore or whatever or the like rare bookstore yeah and she wanted to get books from the 17th century or something where <laughs> it's like girl do you remember this you're yeah you're and you i'm like it. no i do remember that like i i was definitely on my phone during this scene but that was like have you i seen- don't know why i found it so funny i was like what <laughs> it is funny like she's trying to get like monks manuscripts basically and <laughs> like, she was like i, I it was it made me think a few things. One, it's like she's definitely buying like these super expensive rare editions or whatever. You know, she's yeah. definitely spending big money on those things. And I I ask again, where is the money coming from? How do you have money to spend on just like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, I, I don't know. It's just such a random thing to like such a random thing. Like I have money. I guess I should buy this. Yeah. You know? <laughs> She yeah. also said, like, I think it's important to be smart. Sometimes men don't like it when, like, you can quote last week's economist to them, but, like, it's okay. I'm like, what are you now? Are you trying to rebrand as, like, the smart one now? I'm confused. I don't understand. I, like, out of the six of them, she definitely has the most, like, Carrie Bradshaw or wannabe mm. Carrie Bradshaw she's, she's energy. me, as they say. She's a little pick me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, let's give it another season. Like, I'd love to see how the reunion 
shakes loose mm-hmm. um i mean i don't know how many more episodes we have this season i'm really ready for this to be yeah over especially now that we have beverly hills potomac and miami all coming back in the next month like we got we're gonna be well fed yeah. like i just need like though that beverly hills trailer did you see it did you watch it no i didn't see it maybe we can touch on it next week but i found it to be a little dudley mm-hmm. um but as a longtime kyle richards hater the prospect of watching an entire season devoted to kyle richards marriage fills me with like i complete apathy really i see i i'm interested i mean maybe i don't know you saw the stuff about um like the country lesbian picking her up from the airport right that i mean see and now i wonder is that to promote the season you know is that to i mean it would have those she picked her up in a car with like the least tinted windows you could ever have like Mm -hmm. she wanted to get popped but also like picking someone driving all the way from encino to lax for your lesbian lover allegedly Mm -hmm. like that's that is a labor of love like yeah you know you don't just do that for your friend i mean maybe you do that for your friend but still that's there are i can count on one hand the list of friends that i Uh would do that for and these are like deep bosom buddies yeah um who have like saved my life how long does that drive from O'Hare to where I live or from from Encino to LAX in traffic that could be almost two hours that is a long drive it's a long like you're going straight up the 405 and then getting over like that's a long fucking drive wow something to think about something to think about for sure um should we do some listener questions actually yeah let's do it we can do like a little topic roundup at the end too because we got some the questions we got were all a lot to chew on mm-hmm. um i picked four out of the like 15 or so that people sent in um mm-hmm. we can get to more questions in future episodes like this but um just for today we got four listener questions and the first one is from manu in spain and he simply asked why is lena laying low I d- it's so cool that someone in Spain is listening. Yeah, it is cool. Thanks, Manu. <laughs> he Thanks, didn't say Manu. where in Spain he's from. <laughs> like, um, he could uh, be it doesn't Spain, matter. Michigan, for all we know, <laughs> but he's he's here. But thank you, Manu. Um, why is Lena laying? Is Lena? She's laying. I I looked at Lena's Instagram today to see if there would be anything to talk about, and. She is laying low, but yeah. not in a way that's unusual. I just don't think she's a social media girly, you know? So the ways in which she's laying low is, yeah, she's not like in the public eye. She's not constantly making comments about things. I think because she has done that before and has been punished for it, you know? And so now I think she's just quietly working on her own things. I wish probably. she still yeah. tweeted because it's not no. fair that the last so she, her last like quote-unquote controversy that she had was last year when she said oh that God. like she would when she died she would have all gay pallbearers and it would be like oh. new york city pride levels of attendance which i found to be 
completely hilarious and charming and harmless but like people just still have like so much and this was pre like girls rewatch revival culture like i people just have so much like built up antipathy towards her in a way that i'm like can we get a grip like yeah i mean and i think that probably has informed like the amount that she wants to i guess speak out and be in the public eye yeah she just gets she's gotten so much hate and i feel like people have like been really cruel about her body i don't know yeah um she has been posting like she just had her two-year anniversary with her husband Luis, mm-hmm. and she wrote a very sweet insta caption to him i know she's writing like that show for netflix too oh like- that's I'm interested in that. Yeah, I think she's yeah. just busy. She's writing. Oh, the and the Polly Pocket movie. Polly Pocket movie. You know, she's got projects. Yeah, she's doing fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very thankful this past week to all the people on Twitter who were retweeting her like old tweets about Tanache. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I her I mean, obsession with. I mean, she did get that uh, all hands on deck cue for the the women's retreat episode this season i feel like we could if if lena tweeted we would get more gems like that i don't think she would say anything that would make anyone angry but you just you know i mean twitter's also not what it used to be so maybe we don't even need it maybe it's just we've exited at the right time yeah like there's not much to go back to right now except like prompts like people asking like what are your three favorite vegetables yeah i don't know it's right now it's sincerely i i don't tweet anymore i don't really even scroll which yeah i'm fine with and i do i do all the above but otherwise (laughs) but we wouldn't have gotten our lovely listener questions this week that's true um okay Let's move on to question number two from Scott in Chicago. You never talk shit on the show about anything. What is something <laughs> that you hate in 2023? Okay. Is I love this. True? I feel like we talk shit constantly. I was just going to say, I feel like I talk so much shit and I feel like I hate so many things. So yeah. this actually, I'm, I'm pleased to hear that I'm not as um, bitchy as I think I am. Yeah. Or maybe and, Scott's and same here. What? Where Scott has only listened to our like nicest episodes and like he didn't hear us like speak or he like fast forwarded through us talking about like Sean Katzenavis being allegedly like the gay. But that's not even we're that's not even really shit talking. But no. I you know what? I see what Scott means because we're celebrating a show that we love so much in yeah. this, on this podcast. So that's fair. Do you have any answers off the top of your head i'll need to think on it for a moment uh something that i really hate in 2023 um i can think of a few things i like really don't like and i don't want to say hate but yeah may i don't want to say full hate either yeah i'm sure i could come up with some things i hate but i i think the olivia rodrigo hype i've said it before and i'll say it again can we just let it go? I, I think it's it's so overblown and so uh, calculated 
and I'm tired of it and I'm tired of her. So I don't, yeah, I, I, I think that's a good answer to this question. I don't agree with you personally. That's okay. Um, I like some of the songs. I like three of the songs and that's what are those. Um, I like Get Him Back. Great song. I like uh, Something Something Homeschooled Girl. Great song. Yep. And I like All American Bitch. Great song. Yeah. Those are those are like the three non-single hits to me. Yeah. I think because I, I, I like when she does the kind of pop punky thing. I think it's fun. Derivative, sure, but it's fun and that's I like kind of the angsty girl thing. But I think just the I don't know. I maybe I just don't think she's I don't know. She's not doing it for me and maybe she's just oversaturated. Yeah. I think yeah, I can I can see that. I think it is also hard to really fully connect with someone who is like 18, 19, however old she is. Like That's totally true. We at are our age. We are I guess 10 years older. That's yeah, we're full almost a full 10 years older than her. Interesting. Um Okay, on a similar note actually like there is a recent artist whose popularity is like astounding to me that I don't get. Her name is Laufey. Laufey. L A U F E Y. Laufey. She, I believe, she is Icelandic. Mm-hmm. She went to Berkeley College of Music, like so, like so many people did, and she is a. She is basically the most famous jazz musician in the world right now. Mm. But she is most bringing famous jazz. jazz musician? Yeah. She has millions and millions and millions <laughs> of Spotify streams for music wow. that sounds like Bossa Nova recorded in someone's closet. Yeah, her oh. top song has 132 million listeners she has 13 million monthly listeners on spotify that's shocking and the music is to to me inexplicable like it sounds like really like not well mixed not well produced like kind of just like bad jazz i don't know i don't like she's real. she has a nice voice and i think she has a good command of her aesthetic and the same way that i think olivia rodrigo is really good at like doing those kind of like pop punky uh-huh. 2k visuals but with sort of like a chic minimalism this girl is doing the exact same thing but with jazz same aesthetics mm-hmm. but with jazz um that sounds worse yeah i don't i don't get it um but like so many people are obsessed with her she's all over my tiktok uh pitchfork gave her a really good review recently too i was like interesting you guys did and like I know, I know you're a former. I know you are a pitchfork contributor, but and I'm not trying to talk shit about. I, I like they can think what they want, but I was really surprised that like you guys review like VJ Iyer albums and like all these other like jazz musicians that are like truly forward thinking. Like I don't understand what That's this what Lau Fei is doing that that like Michael Buble is not. Wow. Okay. Red to filth. 
Michael her, drag her. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I if this is a gateway musician for for other jazz, like if you somehow find your way to like John Coltrane out of Lao <laughs> Fei, <laughs> like oh. go for it. But that's someone who I'm not enjoying and. I definitely have one more that I'll keep brief because okay. I don't know how many people will have uh, seen this or maybe even heard of it. Um, David Byrne and Fatboy Slim had a uh, immersive like rock oh. musical thing that nothing I would buy tickets to if I'm being honest, but my uh-huh. dad came to town and he was like, "I'm. This sounds cool. Like, you know, I'm gonna get us tickets." He's not a musical guy or anything, but he, something came over him, and he decided to get us tickets to this. The worst, like, I don't even want to say worst theater experience. Just a <laughs> worst experience I've had all year. Oh my god, it was awful. I could not wait to leave. That's it's um, great. Everyone I know who's seen it has adored it. Really? Yeah. Oh- Oh, I like I, the soundtrack too. I don't know. Okay. I have a few things. One, okay. the singing was mediocre. Okay. Two, the costuming was like looked cheap. I was like, where's the budget? Oh my God. <laughs> Where it's all going into like <laughs> making the theater like a dance floor, basically. That fucking okay, that sucked. It wasn't even like the immersive part was they were just kind of shuffling people around as the stage moved. They're like Go over here, go over here, now up here, now down here. There was no f- purpose to it. Yeah. It was very gimmicky. <laughs> My mom, we were sitting in chairs uh, in a, you know, bleachery situation. And my mom said, if we were down there and they didn't let me leave, I'd shit on the floor. <laughs> okay, your mom is reading for, like, for literal filth. <laughs> I know, she's so funny um but yeah it was oh my god I don't know. and i the kind of the story they were telling was about um i i what's the name Melody, the, she is you have not even said the name of the show yet it's called here lies love Did it's about amelda marcos yes and i really think they could have done it. it they couldn't strike a tone you know that it was kind of between like oh it's absurd it's kind of funny and oh this is horrible like look what they did to this country but it so they couldn't decide on the tone and yeah. then at the end they had this weird speech about like how our country today is bad too <laughs> it was just so oh, weird. well that's that's great i mean i don't I, know I know the they wrote it initially 10 years ago and staged it off-Broadway mm. 10 years ago. Hmm. And they've changed it a little bit in the time, in that, like, ensuing decade. I am yeah. only really familiar with the 2013, like, cast album recording, which I have found very, I found very pleasant. Okay. Um, David Byrne does a lot of weird shit though. Like in the summer of 2015, I went to see him and St. Vincent put on a color guard show at the Barclays mm-hmm. Center. Interesting. You know, like the flag twirlers. Like Yeah. yeah. That honestly, that sounds cool. <laughs> it was it, it was it was cool. It was not like I would say a 100 percent successful artistic experiment, but like 
Interesting. It was him, St. Vincent, Blood Orange, Nelly Furtado, Lucius, um, a bunch of other. I'm like only scraping the surface of who actually uh-huh. performed at this. Tune Yards, of course. Tune Yards was there. Yeah, of course, Tune Yards. Just doing music while people did like essentially color guard routines to old rock. And we saw <laughs> Grimes so um, in the audience. Like, That's so specific. Elon. It was cool. Um, definitely an odd evening, artistic evening though. I love, I love him, but like, I don't know yeah. about this one. I mean, I I think it was just between the. I think maybe if they decided like we're actually just like we know it's awful. We know the story is awful, and we're gonna make it like kind of this biting satire. That could have been cool. You know. Yeah. <laughs> or if they just leaned into the tragedy of it, but you can't do both. You can't do both. And Fla- Fatboy Slim is not a satirist. So like we can't really <laughs> expect much. But I, guess um, I think we gotta move on to the third question. Yeah. Because we still have two more. Sure. Um from Liz in New York. What TV shows would you consider essential? Hmm. Girls, obviously. Yeah, girls, obviously. Sopranos, not to be, uh, you know, HBO. Sopranos. Yeah, I feel like my answers are so obvious for this. Like, yeah, girls, Sopranos, Sex and the City is like oh, a obviously Bible. Um, Thirty Rock is was Thirty Rock is and was huge for me. Um. Why am I blanking? What do I like? God. Well, because everything's so obvious. I'm trying to think of like an answer to this question in terms of like reality TV, which is such a full, like a foundational part of my like cultural diet. Um, I love new or I love or flavor of love. Anything that New York is in mm-hmm. foundational text, rock of love totally. season one, actually all of rock of love <laughs> foundational, like so many housewives seasons. Um, god i mean yeah i feel like i have all the oh you know what true detective season one oh. i don't want to name hbo shows though i i think i i've got to have a better true answer. detective um season one is about to celebrate its 10 year anniversary doesn't that make you feel Whoa. absolutely insane in the brain yeah that yeah. Makes me so, uh it, it's a real feel old yet moment yeah um, essential television you know this is not i wouldn't call this essential television but maybe I would. Right now, I think the best show on TV, well, it's not, it hasn't gone into its second season right now, but I think they're filming it, is Severance. Oh. I love I that show. Yeah, I need, to, I think I need it's, to get on it. I think it's great. It's very much, like, scratches my itches, like, what I want, which is kind yeah. of, I like tech dystopia stuff. I like this kind of eerie nothing's what it seems (laughs) i don't know it's a it's and it's a really cool concept it's a little like you can kind of see it as cheesy but i like it it's suspenseful it's clever it's i I think it's my favorite show that i've seen recently that's a great answer my if i have one that's like a little bit more off the beaten path mine would be hannibal Mm, interesting from i think it was on it was on while we were like graduating high school into like middle of college um 
only three seasons. It's like about the silence of the, it's about Hannibal Lecter, obviously, but it's Mads Mikkelsen directed mm-hmm. by Brian Fuller, who did like Pushing Daisies and a bunch of other really good shows. Um, it is the grossest show I've ever seen. I cannot believe it was on NBC. Um, wow. But it is so like visually gorgeous and like such a weird gay TV show with like some of the best acting I've ever seen on TV. Like it's, if you can handle the gore and it is like yeah. gruesome, like truly gruesome. Um, it, like it's, I think it's, it's such a good television show and like really pushes the boundary of like what you can do to use like visuals and like violence to like artfully tell a story and also like working with existing ip like what you can do to like make something your own because there's no reason that like anything involving silence of the lambs at this point would be considered like original or thrilling but this show really is so if you have not seen there, I think it's on hulu that sounds awesome i want to watch it yeah it's good it, 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 when i am telling you though it is gross like okay I, i'm fine with that I actually have three more answers that I'll that I'll go <laughs> okay go there. go 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 yeah okay um Twin Peaks oh yeah duh yes Twin love Twin Peaks um I had one more and I lost oh Veep yes and Very um much so. oh and then this one's embarrassing but I stand by it New Girl three I agree with all three of I, those. New Girl's I, a great sitcom it's so good oh Mad Men also yeah. Yeah, we said a, a lot of TV shows, but those Seinfeld. are like the essentials. Yeah, duh. Yeah, Seinfeld. Uh, um, you know, I wouldn't call well, it essential, but like Law and Order SVU is so like <laughs> to me that is like so essential as well. So, uh, oh, and obviously Vanderpump. Yeah, though I can't and, in good conscience say all of Vanderpump either. It's just like no, certain six seasons, seasons the most recent one. The certain new one's gonna be horrible. I'm very nervous for them. I think certain seasons of Vanderpump, certain seasons of The Simpsons, and also early seasons of The Kardashians. Yes. And yes. Girls Next Door. Yes, Girls Next Door. <laughs> That's a true off. The children have forgotten about Girls Next Door and how good it is. Like mm-hmm. Girls Next Door in Simple Life to Don't me let them forget. so important. Yeah. As, like, oh, simple Life. <laughs> Like, so good. I needed those shows so badly. Oh my god. Wow. We really we did not a lot of know how good we had it with I know. TV from like 2004 to like 2015. Yeah. You know what? We really didn't. But, but we have one last question from E in Chicago. Who are your celebrity crushes? Okay. I have like my answers are not current. Like I just kind of have stock answers. Yeah, I I have I have one current one I think for this, but like my I always have like a trinity, my like mm-hmm. holy trinity. No, I I gotta hear it. It's such a it's just like these like quirked up like brown haired white boys, of course. But it's like yeah. Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal, Adam mm-hmm. Brody, mm-hmm. Hot. and Matthew Lillard. Those are good ones. Yeah. I mean, I guess, as Shaggy was a. Oh, I mean, that's a little honestly would never think of him. It's very it, it's slightly niche, I'd say. It's a little niche. 
I love that. Matthew, like, actually, that's so funny. But I don't... Matthew Lillard and Scream, too. Like, Matthew oh, Lillard yeah. in, like, the 90s into the early 2000s was, like, so fucking hot to me. I would love to get, like, just a poll. I, I want to number how many people list him as their celebrity crush. And I think the number would be small. It would be small. <laughs> But my circle crazy. Like that's what it would be. <laughs> like Oh, that is awesome. I wish yeah. I had I think my answers are I mean, okay, so Andy Sandberg, obviously. Yes. Yeah. I love a Jewish man. Um, Adrian Brody, hot, hot, hot. I lo- yes. I love big noses, so this is yeah. where we're going. Um oh, I had one more. Um honestly, Vince Vaughn like not okay vince Vaughn was hot back in the day like sexy i just watched that episode of sex in the city where he plays the like the like fake agent who like turns out Uh to be carrie fisher's assistant he's so hot in that episode yeah he's i mean impossibly hot yeah um i think those are my mains i also love adam brody but he's a little boyish for me yeah okay. you know <laughs> i do like that like and what when we start talking about gossip girl like people are gonna hear too much about my like pen badgley crush too oh he's like, hot he's hot the, the like seth cohen type is mm-hmm. uh works is a deep deep <laughs> what's a deep salute like it's deep is a deep deep salute <laughs> oh i love oh that start saying that no. that's a salute oh my god i love that instead of that's a sleigh that's a salute it does a salute <laughs> it's so hot oh my god i do have one oh god i mean there's so many people i i'm like truly too boy crazy like um yeah i definitely have more oh my god yeah like i mean like denzel has always been really hot to me mm-hmm. um I feel like Jared Leto, unfortunately. Jared Leto's not. Honestly, not these days. He's looking crazy these days, but yeah. Drake really did it for me for a while, but now he's growing out his hair in a way. He's growing out his hair in a way that is like. It's in in a way that it's like, it'd be fine if you didn't like put beads in it. What are you doing? (laughs) He's like putting colorful beads in, in Barbie clips. And like. You know, gender presentation is a myth, but like he is doing his hair in a very like preschool girl kind of way. That yeah, I'm like, this is a very odd aesthetic choice for you specifically. Mm-hmm. He's definitely getting into like anime and stuff. You can tell. Yes. Um, my current crush of the moment, and this is a very recent realization that I am I have come to. I cannot get enough of Jacob Lordy. I can't. I was just going to say, if I'm thinking about like current hunks, like he's not a heart. He's not like I'm not obsessed with him in the way that I'm obsessed with some of the men I just mentioned. But he is, I guess, the hottest man that I can think of right now. He's hot and he's also like very talented, too, which I I think this is this is the game of it all, too. This is so fucking (laughs) dumb. I think I did not start thinking he was hot, like in earnest, in earnest until he started making interesting choices and like doing cool projects like Priscilla and like I mean I think Saltburn the movie the like talented Mr. Ripley thing that he's doing I think that movie is going to be a nightmare but like 
Mm. That's an interesting choice, at least. Sure. So maybe I'm like, this doesn't make me like a sapiosexual. <laughs> like, You're really just like into the brain. I think I have to like, like what you do to find you like truly crush worthy. I think that's what I... Jude yeah. Law's bot, speaking of... Uh... <laughs> Speaking of talented Mr. Ripley, yeah. I um I did my friend Adidia Joshi's podcast over the pandemic, um Token Theater, mm-hmm. in which it's he doesn't do it anymore, but people should go back and listen to that because it's a really good podcast. Um and he interviewed me, Tony Award winner, now Tony Award winner, Alex Newell, um, Melanie Chandra, a bunch of cool people oh, shit. about cult culture from marginalized communities that uh-huh. like informed a lot of their like upbringing uh-huh. and i was on for a gay episode obviously oh i love it as a white gay i'm like well, wow I'm have not, me on- i can't i gotta be on for gay so they gotta get me on for jew yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i wish he did it still but um the i talked about talented mr ripley and oh, i I thought in 2020 and I think it now, I think Jude Law in that movie is the hottest anyone's ever looked on screen. I it's insane how hot he is in that movie. It is insane. It is oh yeah. I mean he for a while he was just on his game. Yeah. And like I think he's still really hot. Like totally. there was a period where it was a little touch and go with yes. the hairline. Mm-hmm. I mean, not even with it. it. Yeah, there's also some men kind of go into this weird place of looking a little. I don't know when the features go from dark to light in a way that their face isn't used to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was a little touch and go for a bit. That's I'm. I'm good. He looks pretty that. good when he has. He needs to get the like kind of the tan level almost in order. Like, yeah that's an interesting yeah he he really works with a tan and i'm yeah. that, that's not usually something i care about but man oh man oh paul rudd obviously oh paul rudd yeah just maybe to add a little negativity to this because if people are like we're not talking enough shit who's someone that you find that like that you everyone else is so hot yes. but you don't think so okay i love this because i just had one the other day and i can't remember i remember i who's like a guy of the moment right now a guy of the moment um i said like austin butler oh he's so not hot to me that is that is a guy of the moment yeah. who's not hot to me but there's someone who i was like doesn't oh i don't remember um but i don't like austin butler travis kelsey i'm like mm. oh i love travis kelsey like i uh, see at first, I was like, oh, he's hot. But then I looked again and I was like, is he? I think, I think he's really hot. I think he's really hot. <laughs> I think he's really okay. hot. I said it three times. Who do you think is, is not hot? My answer to this question for years has been Sean Mendez. Like, oh, God, he's so, like, yeah, I agree. I, gay obsession that i have just completely i'm like i have adam though yeah. he has adam. bad facial hair right now and like sort of a mullet in that 
unfortunately to me is a step in the right direction um oh really that's yeah funny. it's it's not i don't like what that says about me um and oh god oh tom holland that's the other one mm, doesn't work for me either yeah no. um oh, i wish i could remember the one i said the other day what about timmy oh chalamet yeah mm. It almost works for me, but it's I, I'm not crazy for him, you know. I I go in waves. I think at the moment I would say he is very hot to me. I think having him with uh Kylie kind of ups his hot factor for some I reason. Agree because yeah. it's like I think dating a Kardashian is actually really good for your love life. Oh yeah. And I I have gone on a journey with Kylie over the years and I am I do really like her right now too. So like if he was dating Kendall then I'd be like what are you doing? Yeah. Oh yeah, who you know who else is real another actual celebrity crush of mine Bad Bunny. Speaking of Kendall. He's very hot. And very you know what? Hot. He's I mean I don't know what this I don't know why, but he's someone who can get away with wearing the kind of clips in his hair like Drake does. You know what I mean? Because he has, like, the presence to pull it off. Yeah. He does it more... He feels more earnest and... And No, actually, no. He just feels more... Like, Drake is a loser. (laughs) (laughs) It's not about earnest at all, actually. No. It's about how he carries it. Yeah, and Drake carries it in a really losery way. I also think Drake's a little... I mean, I'm not body shaming Drake. He's a little wide, like not even. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. maybe his face is a little too wide for I it. I think I think it's not a flattering haircut. That's I that I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like when you have a wider face mm-hmm. going very flat to the head. And I've said this, I believe, on this podcast about Florence Pugh before. <laughs> Oh God! Or maybe I said this on Crisis Twin. Going too flat to the head when you have like a rounder, a rounder. wider face is mm-hmm. not. You need to add volume. Yeah, and you might need to. Add he volume. is kind of adding volume, but he's like puffing out the sides a little bit and like keeping he, it very flat on top. And it's kind of an odd look. I think it's also maybe because of the round face. It's like a bit cherub almost. It's a little too cutesy. Yeah, it's a little. It's. I mean, the whole thing is cutesy. Like he looks preschool, <laughs> but on Bad Bunny, it's not. It's like sexy and cool. Yeah, Bad Bunny doesn't like overdo it though. No, you're right. He's not wearing. He's not. Yeah, it's, it's a very Drake different... has gone overboard for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very uh, interesting. Okay, well, that was our answer to that question. Thank I, you. Uh, honestly, this needs to be a segment every week. <laughs> What are the essential TV shows and who are your celebrity crushes? Yeah. <laughs> and what do you hate? Keep sending in these questions, though, everyone. This was a lot of fun to yeah. get to talk about. Um, and I am now, I, I had a heart out seven minutes ago. Oh, no, it's okay. We can just, we can just wrap it up here, I think, though. Um, okay. How I fun. Mean, like That was great. Thank you, everyone, for listening this week. Um, we will be back next week with season six, episode one. Very special guest. Very exciting guest. Yay. Um, she'll she'll be perfect. It'll she be great. Will be perfect. 
Um, and until next week, bye everyone. Bye bye.